Hi, I'm Sarah Fry. Welcome to Patent Pod. Today on Patent Pod, we have a truly special guest. Um, my introduction will not do it justice. I'll keep it brief so we can get into our conversation. This is Sean Forbes. Sean Forbes is a groundbreaking musician. Don't just call him a rapper. He's a drummer, a songwriter, and yeah, he happens to be deaf. Sean has performed all around the world on the biggest stages. And he's also the co-founder of a nonprofit organization that makes music more accessible for the deaf and hard of hearing community. It is truly an honor to speak with you today. Thank you. And learn more uh, about your connection to big dreams and your passions. Um, I have to start off, though, by acknowledging that a lot of times the media focuses on one of two things about you, either that you are deaf and you've overcome all of these obstacles, as they yes. say, or that you're a rapper. Why is it important for you to confront those narrow-minded views on you? <laughs> I'm obviously a lot more than just that. Um, I've just always been so passionate about music and I love em embracing my deaf identity. So while people are very focused on those two narratives, I'm always like, Let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the journey. Let's talk about how we can inspire other people to pursue their dreams as well. So my follow-up question works great with that is, you know, you come from a very musical background. You knew from a very early age that music was going to be it for you. Right. And your parents are musicians. Mm -hmm. But initially, they cautioned you to be realistic about your dreams. Right. What is the relationship about being realistic and pursuing your big dreams? How do you balance those two? How do they, how did they fit into your brain? That's a, that's a great question. And really it's um, a huge part of my journey because in the process of wanting to become a musician, I saw firsthand the struggles that many musicians went through, hearing musicians, just, you know, everyday people that wanted to be famous, that wanted to, you know, do something with their craft. For me, seeing that firsthand and realizing that I probably had it double harder, but at the same time, double easier too, <laughs> which I discovered years later. But in the beginning for me, it was like, how do I get into this business? How do I make a career for myself in this business? Um, a lot of people wouldn't take me seriously as a musician, as a songwriter. Um, so that, that was definitely one huge obstacle I had to overcome. But it wasn't hard to overcome that once I showed what I could do. Um, so that's why I set up the nonprofit organization, because growing up, I was so lucky and fortunate to have grown up and see, you know, my dad playing with his band, playing shows, going to shows, being part of the music awards in Detroit, being part of the music scene in Detroit. Um, you know, I always wanted to, I was already a part of it, but I wanted to make a name for myself in there. And I knew that as a deaf person, I would have to do something different. So the idea of setting up the nonprofit organization was really inspired by sharing music with other deaf and hard of hearing friends. You know, I was growing up in a mainstream program and a lot of my friends didn't really enjoy music. So I, I didn't have a shared experience in high school. 
with music. It wasn't until I got to RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, where the National Technical Institute for the Deaf is located, that I started to meet other people who were obsessed with music. I would be walking in the dorm hallways and I would like, you know, feel an Eminem beat coming from a room or a Dr. Dre beat coming from another room. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. And then I would meet like other deaf people who were like signing songs. And that was really when I was like, okay. You know, I was able to reflect on my background and my upbringing and how could I take this new thing that I was experiencing at school and my family, my connections, and combine the two? So clearly you were very motivated and driven by your passions. And you, you mentioned, you know, you, you did have some fortunate connections locally. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to parents and educators um, to support young people in, yeah, your dreams are achievable, let's find a pathway to it, rather than that living in that just be realistic mindset. Right, right, I mean, absolutely. Um, my advice would be to, to find every way that you can, because just because someone wants to be a musician, I mean, that, that's like your ultimate goal, but there are a lot of people that I work with that are musicians, that are audio engineers, or that uh, you know, work in video production. There's a lot of people that are passionate about that one thing, but they find something to make a living in that world. And, and that's what I did with my nonprofit, is that I was able to set it up with my connections and everything, and I was able to bring a lot of my deaf and hard of hearing friends along for the ride. Um, which was an amazing experience because many of them were able to become directors, be able, able to become video editors. And a lot of them, unfortunately, if they went to Hollywood, they would probably not be in the same level. So my advice is to always create your own opportunities and, you know, to make the connections where you can. You will find the people that will rock with you. And then the people that don't rock with you, it's, it's just a life lesson, you know. I've had a lot of um, experiences of people laughing at me, um, telling me that I wouldn't be able to achieve that. And for me, it was just, it, it, it was fuel for the fire. It's funny that you, you mentioned that because um, the lyrics in Little Victories stood yeah. out to me because you were so gracious about acknowledging your supporters and your critics. You, you frame it so positively. Yeah. I'm curious, how have your strategies for dealing with the haters evolved as you've gotten older. Is that a way, can I say it that way? I love, I love my haters. <laughs> I love them. You know, for me, when I see the hatred and the people just making comments on social media, for me it just further solidifies that I'm doing the right thing. Um, I'm creating opportunities for them too. You know, like, you're taking the time to, to make this post. You're taking the time to watch my videos. You're taking the time to get upset over this. Like, thank you, honestly. Um, it's another view. <laughs> it's funny, but, you know, it was different, you know, 20 years ago. Because I really set up the nonprofit about 20 years ago. And in the beginning, there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of people just like, like, what is this? Like, who are you? Like, what makes you think that deaf people want this? 
You know, in, in the beginning, it, it, was, um, it was a struggle for me because I felt like, like am I doing something wrong? You know, I was younger, right? Now that I'm older, that I'm a parent, I have conversations like this with my kids, it really shapes you, your views very differently. So, love my haters. <laughs> yeah. Well, you inspire a lot of people, and you've talked yes. about that's a goal of yours. Who is inspiring you today? these young uh, deaf kids because right now it's so beautiful to see a lot of these like young deaf people coming up that we didn't have that at my time. At my time it was really like Marley Matlin and that was about it. You know, we had other people like uh, Linda the Librarian on Sesame Street. We had, you know, certain people, but on like a national level, like Molly Matlin was probably like the only person that everybody knew of. Um, and today you have just so many people, like the recent performer for the Super Bowl uh, that did it this year, like she was so incredible and she's only 20 years old. So for me, it's amazing to see the access, that access to music has really become more accessible in, in a large part because of social media. Social media has really opened the door because growing up, my only access to music was through my parents, through my brothers. So obviously that's a very specific um, you know, access point because they have their style of music and their tastes that they wanted to share. So, you know, for me, like when I discovered rap, for instance, like. My brothers and my parents were not like on the rapper thing. They, they were like, what is that? That's not real music. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful thing now to see that access for music is, even with Apple Music and Spotify, they have the lyrics on there. Growing up, I would like, you know, hear a new song, love the beat. I, I could hear like what they were saying, but I didn't understand what they were saying. So I would have to like read the lyrics and it, it was fascinating because I would have to like listen and read the lyrics and then make the connection between what I was hearing and connecting the words. It was, it was like a game in many ways. Um, but there were certain songs that I just like went over my head and there were certain songs where that's, that's where you learned about like mixing and like the levels of vocals and the levels of different things uh, as a musician now and as a person who does that stuff now. Uh, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. You, I, well, first off, I have to call out, you mentioned a Super Bowl performer. You yourself are a Super Bowl performer. Uh, we need to acknowledge that, too. Yes. Um, you have accomplished so much in your career and your lifetime, but you keep dreaming and you keep doing. Yeah. What big dream are you chasing right now? What's, what's on your horizon? Well, I feel extremely blessed that I'm able to continue to do what I do and to do it with amazing people, you know, new people that are coming up, older people that have always dreamed of doing this. So I feel like I'm in this like beautiful sweet spot right now where I have earned the respect of my elders and the younger people that are coming up, you know, I have been their idol, you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've talked with kids, I take the time to go to these schools and I talk with the kids and I tell them, chase your dreams. And it's just beautiful to see so many of them have gone on to become what they have dreamed of. And you know, they always reach out to me for advice. Um, so what's next for me? 
Also ich meine, ich keep making music, I'm looking at a new album right now, you know, so life has changed a lot and working on a lot of different cool projects with many different partners, um, trying to advance technology for the deaf and hard of hearing community too. Um, so it's just a really exciting place to be right now with uh, the advancement of technology, the, um, the access. You know, access is a huge part of my life. During the pandemic, I noticed that a lot of access was not happening. So DPEN as an organization took the initiative to really provide access for the White House uh, coronavirus press briefings. You know, we've done a lot of things that we always look for those like mainstream events that are not accessible. Like the Super Bowl halftime show, we were providing access for the halftime show before the NFL took the initiative, before the National Association of the Deaf, you know, showed them and the concept for that. So it's beautiful to be in a position where I can do things to make an impact and hope that somebody else would take that initiative and run with it. So it's my hope to see a lot more access for a lot more things in the future. Well, I will absolutely be keeping up and I'll be looking on your website for the new album drop. Um, yes. I want to thank you, Sean, for taking some time out of your day. Yes. Um, I know you've got a performance later. We'll be attending. Um, <laughs> if you would like to keep up with uh, Sean's career, his albums and his nonprofit foundation, um, links are available in our show notes. Please do so. You'll love it. You can download his music on all of your streaming services. Um, I'd like to also thank our producer, John Ragsdale, for making this episode happen. And to our audience members, I hope that you'll check out Sean's story and his music, and you'll come back to Patent Pod for another episode real soon. Thanks. Thank you.